I've got some words, I've got 15 minutes in my head and the Holy Spirit is moving. So that is an incompatible combination for time management. Uh, I've got good news for you if you weren't at Ashburnham. This is a message for everyone, especially those that were not at Ashburnham. And in particular, you guys are at New Day and are thinking New Day was great, but it feels like it was months ago now, even though it was only weeks. There's a message for you in this too. Um, so this is like a mini sermon sort of thing. And I want to be, first of all, just so thankful to those that, that uh, spoke and preached during that mini series on Playlist 2. Didn't they do a fantastic job? I was like, I, they say I do not boast in anything but Christ Jesus, but I did feel like boasting a little bit in the members of this church just to hear uh, the passion and the, the, the energy in the church to preach about songs and what they mean to people. If you didn't catch that series, there are some of them online. We had some technical problems, didn't get all of them, but please do have a listen. Um, but let me tell you, my Ashburnham was okay. It was all right. It was okay. Um, in fact, in one regard, it was excellent. So once again, pridefully uh, trying, to, trying to control myself. But watching our church serve is stunning. It's stunning. It is breathtaking to watch. We punch pound for pound way above our weight. And even us who serve don't realize how good we are at it. Because I walked to the, I think it was the last service or the, the service before, and nearly all the stewards were from Christ first. The kids' work is Christ first. The shop is Christ first. We are a tiny church in a big movement, and we're everywhere. Praise God for you and the servant heart of this church. Jesus Christ came to serve and not to be served. Okay? We're a serving church, and you should be reassured that that is, that is demonstrating Christ in many ways. So I, I want to just mention that because it was wonderful, and that was the, the thing that was excellent. But as far as how Ashburnham affected me, um, while I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the sessions I got to and I passionately agreed with the theme like Rob was saying and then others were saying about, you know, what people were doing, we had, and the theme was that, um, as, as was told you by Becky, was that idea of being empowered by the Spirit and that was really exciting for me to hear that's what the theme was, Terry Virgo. It was like a throwback, if you know what I mean. Some of you won't know what I mean, but having a summer and a tent and the voice of Terry Virgo takes me back to Stonely. That takes me back absolutely a long time. That whole Bible week kind of thing. Stonely, I think, got to 30,000 people over two weeks by the time it kind of stopped. Um, so to sort of be back in that space was quite exciting. So all those things were good. Fillmore, got a little bit of a fanboy thing for Fillmore. He's fantastic. I love listening to him. Angela Kem, um, a guy called Pete Anderson, Dave Holden, they were all great. All these messages about receiving the Spirit. Terry Virgo said, stop praying about it, which was a bit of a what? Stop praying about it. Receive it. Receive it. It's there. It's being poured out. Receive it. You're not praying for it to begin. It's being poured out. You're not praying for it to begin. But I was hungry and I was thirsty and nothing happened for me. Nothing happened at Ashburnham for me. In that regard, even though I had a good time, I was disappointed. And then I believe God showed me something and it was for me and it was for us as a church. And I nearly went up the front of Ashburnham. Pray for a spirit of boldness. Um, but I didn't quite manage to get up there. But I thought this is important for us, and me personally, us as a church. Did me just line it up with some scriptures. There's no prezi. This is something I just wanted to write up a little bit last night that leads into what I'm going to say. And then we're going to have a chance to respond. Um, so in the Old Testament, the prophet Joel um, 
said this about the last days. And by the way, I believe we are in the last days. After Jesus has come and he will come again, we're in the last days. If you want to talk about that, it's a whole other conversation, but just understand it's why I believe we are in the last days. And, it's, and Joel wrote, this is, this is going back 8 BC, so 800 years before Christ, yeah? It's saying, um, he said this, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. As I Joel wrote that, 8th century BC, is a prophet, he writes that. Um, and um, then you've got Jesus comes, 800, you know, the 800 years later, Jesus comes, a resurrected Jesus, says that after he ascends on high, that the Father's going to send this helper. The word is parakletos, is one of the, the, uh, the Greek word for it, which means to come alongside. Um, one who comes alongside, helps us do the things that, that walking in God's way, reading and understanding the scriptures, it can open the Bible for you, moving in the gifts, the fruits, the, the signs and wonders. And so in Acts 2, we've got, when we hear about Pentecost, that's the Jewish feast of the harvest, at Pentecost, we hear about this pouring out starts to happen. Okay, and and. We, as we enter the last day, it says in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues of, as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yeah. Now that pouring out of the Spirit is the same spirit that's continually being poured out. It wasn't like it poured out then and we're kind of living in the kind of curve of what's left of it. It began and it continues to pour out. And Peter, one of the, one of the disciples, he was in that room, he preaches after this uh, and he quotes Joel 2 and he actually builds on it. So in Acts 2, 17, he says, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants and those, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. <laughs> Now that is not an extensive list of what will happen. That's just saying these types of things will start to happen, okay? These sorts of things will begin to happen when the Spirit gets poured out on all flesh. And then you get these manifestations, these other manifestations of the Spirit. So the list starts to grow. So then you hit the, the classic 1 Corinthians 12 where you hear about the gifts of the Spirit. Not, not knowledge, wisdom, healing, miracles, distinguishing between spirits. I pray in this church that we start to distinguish between spirits in a mighty way. That you can recognise the stuff that's coming against you far quicker than when it gets you. There's a need for that in our church, massively. The interpretation of tongues. Then you get the fruits. The fruits are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, someone mentioned earlier, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. This is a rich list of stuff that's going to happen when the Spirit pours out. Not when it pours out, because it's being poured out. It's when we receive it. It's when we receive it, these things happen. You can't say the Spirit isn't doing what it's supposed to do. It's being poured out. It's our receiving of it 
that makes the difference to what might happen as a result of it being received. That rich list. It's a lot of stuff. If you were to do all of those, you'd be really busy for a start, but it would be a lot to take on. I'm going to demonstrate all those things to move in many of the gifts and see the fruit move. We need to receive the Spirit and in abundance just to see the fruit of self-control alone. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Just to be able to control my, my fleshly desires on its own. I can't do it. I cannot do it. Let me be honest with you guys. I cannot do it. There is things at war with my flesh and the way my mind thinks sometimes, cynically. I cannot battle that in my own flesh. It's exhausting. But by the Spirit, I can. By the parakletos, the one that will come alongside me, is literally there to say, let me walk you through this, brother. Let me take you through this. To have words of knowledge, to heal. I felt God remind me, these, these manifestations do not happen when you're running on vapours. And therefore, we need to refill. It says many times, come, be filled, be filled, be filled. My phone does not last more than six hours. It's a new phone. It's the S10. That's not on the advert, is it? The reason my phone doesn't last more than six hours is because it has to run apps that keep it secure because it's an encrypted phone because of a company I work for. And therefore, it's constantly draining itself because it's working so hard. Do you get what I mean? I'm constantly draining myself because I'm working so hard, so I need to be recharged many times if I'm going to do these things. The Bible says to be filled, be refilled, go on being filled. None of this is revelatory for you, many of you guys. You're sitting there thinking, I kind of know that stuff, Andy, so, so why, why am I even bothering listening to you right now? But I don't think we're really moving in it. And I think there's chains binding people up in this, this building today that are locking you down and stopping you. For, some of it is, is just change you can't even describe. Others it is change you could describe. My arrogance, my self-importance, my, my, I've done all this stuff. Those things you can, you, but some of you can't even tell why, but you just don't feel like you can move in the spirit. We've been praying all morning. We continue to pray. Break those chains. I pray you physically feel them. I have physically felt stuff in the last week that I can say, get off. Go away. I pray you feel those chains in such a way you can say, I can recognise what's stopping the spirit being freely moved, and I'm throwing it off. All that said, what God wanted to challenge me on is about how he received the spirit and clearly showed me this. He asked me if I was a bottle or was I, was I a bottle or was I a cup? In fact, what he actually says, are you a bottle or are you a goblet? You know, you know what a goblet looks like, okay? You know, even if you watch Harry Potter. Goblet, okay, wide open thing. Those two things, and he spoke two things about me within this, about the spirit being poured out on all flesh. And that's what I want to say, and I'll just do this, and then we're just going to have a time of, Simon's going to come up and, and and sing a song over us as we try and receive. But I think the important thing you need to know is, well, let me come back to that because it's the end of the story, my Ashburnham story for you. But one of them was this about the bottle or the cup. A bottle has a very thin neck. Okay, it has a thin neck. It's actually not very good when something's being poured out. 
to receive it because it's got a thin neck. When I'm often receiving the Holy Spirit, or someone says, well, you kind of, you know, it's time to receive the Holy Spirit. I often do this, which is good. In a way, it's this thing about signifying I want to receive a gift. And we've said that many times in this church. I'm going to take the gift. This is a physical reaction I have. What I felt God say is stop doing that. Do this. Do this. Do this. They're like, pour it out. It's being poured out. This is quite constraining. This is, come on, pour it out on me. I need it. I'm thirsty. I'm so thirsty, this wouldn't let enough of it in. Physically reacting to something the Spirit is trying to do is I'm saying, come on, pour out on me. I don't want to be a bottle. I want to be a goblet. Receiving as much as I can, I can take in right now. I want to be wide-necked. The second thing he showed me in that image or spoke to me about was a bottle is for storage. A cup is for drinking. A bottle is for storage, a cup is for drinking. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and store things up. No, let him come to me and drink. One of the translations of Ephesians 5, which you you may well know, is the thing about don't get drunk on wine, but be renewed in the spirit or be uh, refreshed. One of them actually says, deeply drink of the spirit. I think that's a good point. 1 Corinthians 12 says, we are all given to drink of the one spirit. Bottles are for storage, goblets are for drinking. God wants me to at least be a goblet, wide open, receiving what is poured out, and drink it. Don't store it. I'm not trying to come somewhere on a Sunday to get enough in my bottle to get me through the week. I'm coming every day. That's what I'm trying to do. Even if it's brief, fill me again. For this day, fill me again. So here's the end of my Ashburnham story. Thursday morning, frustrated, thirsty. I've been praying for months, praying for months, pre-Ashburnham. I took that position again for the fifth time in like a row of just, please, I'm thirsty. I want to receive what you're pouring out over all flesh. The spirit fell. And I started to receive it again. And I believe that that is not because I didn't want it prior. God just had to teach me some lessons along the way. Something is shifting in the spirit, I'm telling you. Either I've gone mad, which is possible. But I can see it, I can smell it, and I can feel it. And some of it's not very good. It's the stuff we have to resist. We are not in a battle against flesh and blood. We are in a battle against powers and principalities in the heavenly realms. There's a fight going on, and that fight is fighting out in some of our lives. Down, cynical, dry, empty. Verbalizing your, your, all your feelings. That's fine to speak truth, but, but let's believe, as Aaron just said, we have served this mighty God who can break every single chain and put that right. I've had words of knowledge for people. I've started writing stuff down again. It's been a very long time. Trying to message people. This is what I think God is saying. Trying to tell people and getting continual confirmation. That's exactly what's going on. That's exactly what I've heard. So not me. (laughs) The God is at work. Do you want that feeling? 
Do you want to know that? If you don't, then I don't know why you wouldn't, but I'm sure we all do. To feel that God is, is literally speaking to us again, moving forward in the spirits, the power is readily available to us. We just need to reach out and receive it. And you're thinking, yeah, I've done that before, but it hasn't happened. I don't know what's going on, but there's something being, being done in the heavenlies that seems to be wanting to pour out. And I want to be able to pray with anyone who feels they're a bottle, not a goblet. Pray that it will happen today. But I just want to be clear, part of my lesson of this week of being at Ashburnham is it's not being poured out in a place. It is not at New Day. Guys, it ain't there. You can go back now, it's just a dusty old showground. There's nothing there. It isn't at Ashburnham. It isn't at some church, which is noisy. It isn't at some church. It's not in a place. It's being poured out over all flesh. Over all flesh. It's not exclusive to us as a church movement. We're not the ones that have got it. We're not. He poured it out over all flesh. And we just need to start receiving. That may be a bit of a journey for some of us. It may be a breakthrough moment. I don't know. All I'm saying is be thirsty. Be hungry. Be like this. Not like this. I mean, I don't, we're not ever not going to tell you to do that again. Don't think that when Aaron says, go like you're receiving, me and him are disagreeing. There is a season of... Come on. We need a lot of this stuff right now to restore this church, to restore the church, to restore our nation. Let me pray briefly and then Simon's going to come up, play a song and we're doing what we call a soft finish. We haven't done this for years, which means you can go whenever you like. We'll be here. There's a prayer ministry team here. Love to pray with some of you, any of you, but also you're free to go downstairs and have a coffee Figure this thing out for yourself. All I'll encourage you is, is take action upon it. Is that okay? Yeah. Let me pray for us. Do you want to stand? Would that be good? Yeah. yeah. I know we're English. But I got this other word this morning while we were praying. Yeah. This isn't a time to get your pinky out and sip a cup of tea. <laughs> it's a time to take your hand around a big pint glass and drink. Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your incredible generosity. We've prayed this this morning at 10 o'clock as well. That you would give your one and only son to die for our sin. You would do that for everyone in this room who's willing to receive. That he would die and take away our sins. That in itself is just stunning, inexplicable, breathtakingly amazing. What sort of a father do we have? A good, good father. That's not even enough goods. He's an incredible, wonderful, glorious father. And you think, that's enough. And then he says, Jesus says, I must go. So he might send a helper. How generous are you? How unbelievably generous are you? You would send a helper afterwards. And Jesus said, and you will do greater things than I. Joel was prophesying, and it is true, it will be poured out over all flesh, and it is being poured out, and we want to receive it. I pray for everything that is stopping that free-flowing living water we hear about in Psalm 1 from flowing through us to be released. I pray we are people who are hungry for the Spirit and that really makes us hungry for your Word because in your Word is your Spirit too. We want to be there, we want to be passionate about you. We are a church of Word and Spirit. Father, would you unblock whatever is blocked? We want to see the gifts just pouring out in this fellowship, not for our own benefit, but that we might reach people, we might make a difference. As Aaron's ability to pray for someone for peace, that isn't Aaron. He's not got a skill. It's the gift of the Spirit helping him 
pass through, this is what I want to pray for you, that God would bring you peace, not me. So that person doesn't have to go, where's Aaron again? I'm feeling a lack of peace. No, the Spirit at work, would you pour out upon us? Will we receive what's being poured out upon us? Sorry. Will we receive it? I pray against stubbornness. I pray against cynicism. I pray against an attitude that says, no, no, not really. Not really for me. I like my life like this way. That is not what the Bible tells us. That is not what we're reading in our scriptures. Thank you, Father, for your stunning generosity. Holy Spirit, we receive what you have for us. I pray this morning there is change being literally melted and broken, ropes being taken off, that freedom comes in this church. There is nothing stopping the spirit feeling, I'm just going to keep pouring because those guys are receiving, receiving. There's no limit to it. It isn't got an amount. There isn't a time of day when the spirit gets poured out. It's being poured out continually. We will receive it. We will receive it. And we will go on receiving it. I pray in us as a church we realize that that means Monday morning too. Tuesday morning too, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and of course Sunday. We're going to go for it every day. We don't have to spend hours trying to whip up your Holy Spirit. You're being poured out over all flesh, and we want to receive it. And may it make such a difference to our lives, the lives of this church, the difference we're going to make in Watford. I pray freedom will come right now. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.